For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters, happy Saturday. Sky and Daniel back with you, joined by our longtime brother Curly, discussing some potential trade targets with our new segment, All In, Check, or Fold. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCKPod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Anyone want to play poker now? Guys, what's first lesson in poker? Never bet on the, uh... No, uh, leave emotion at the door. That's right, Topher. I'm all in. Pot limit, brah. Without looking? Without looking. Pretty sure he looked. I'll see you 2000. And, um... Well, can I just bet everything I have left? It's weak. No one's gonna buy it, and you shouldn't be selling it. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, what the hell? I feel like being silly. I'll, I'll call. I don't care about the money. I'm just going to outplay the guy. 
I'm just going to outplay this guy this hand. All right, so I'm going to go really quick, and uh, I've got a couple notes here. Um, we don't need to digress too far and, and explain these players. Everybody knows these players very well. Um, they're not they're not kind of run-of-the-mill names. These are all very popular names. These are big picks. These are all picks that somebody chose in probably the first, um, first or second tier of their respective positions. So we don't need to explain these players too much. But basically what I'm trying to do here and in the weeks uh, moving forward – is just try to get a gauge of, do you think these players are legit? Do you think that where they're at right now is something that's going to continue moving forward? So you want to go out and grab them if you don't have them already, or if you do have them, you think maybe there's too much, you know, or maybe like they haven't hit their peak yet. So you want to hold on to them or buy high, sell low, whatever, um, or, you know, buy low, sell high, excuse me. So uh, we can decide here. So we'll start. At the quarterback position, the first one I have on here is Drew Brees, who currently is the QB7 in PPR leagues. He's thrown for 360-plus yards in three games, but under 250 in the other two. He's got 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, you know, Mark Ingram's back, obviously, which is going to affect Camaro too, who we'll get to in just a second. But what do you guys think about Drew Brees, man? you think this is going to keep up, or you think he's going to slow down with, uh, with the, whole, the whole gang back in New Orleans? I'll go. I'm I'm selling Drew. I mean, I don't know if I'd actually sell Drew Brees if I had him, but just in general, compared to what he's been done over the next several or the past several weeks, I'm selling Drew Brees. I think I think we've seen his best numbers of 2018. The defense is playing better over there, um, which I think is going to to lead to more kind of low scoring, run them out sort of games. As you said, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, both in the backfield, going to get a lot of touches. Um, I think we're going to return. I, I would be would not be surprised if we return to something more like the 2017 version of Drew Brees going forward. Fair enough, Curly. Are you all in? Or are you folding him? Um, yeah, this is a tough call. I, I, I think yeah, I, I agree with Daniel on this one. Where uh, yeah, with Ingram coming back, it's it's hard to say because um, uh, yeah, w- with his numbers last year, they were down because of Ingram and Kamara just blew up. Um, so we do have to kind of expect those type of numbers. Um, if I had him, I'm definitely not trading him away though. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely hang on to him and, and he's got some great matchups coming up too. Um, after, uh, Minnesota and the Rams and Baltimore. But, uh, after that, as we get closer to the playoffs, Drew Brees is going to be a huge play for your team. So I, I'm definitely hanging on to him. Fair enough. So, so it sounds like you'll check. You'll check to see another card here with Drew That's Brees. That's what I was going <laughs> to – Yeah, see – I was going to ask if that was – so I could go all in, fold, could I check? Yeah, I think – yeah, I think I think check check is good enough. And and for me, for me, uh, I do have Drew Brees in one league. I love Drew Brees. Um, I'm certainly not trading him either. And, again, you know, this, this segment this week is just something new we're going to do. So these n- names are going to be different moving forward. I just wanted to throw out some bigger names that I'm hearing kind of on other podcasts. I'm hearing around the league. I'm getting kind of hit up on a personal note and people are like yo i've got these big names do they carry the clout like should i move them or not of course look if you have a drew Brees, cam newton who we're going to get into russell wilson these guys you may just want to hold on to them you don't need to move these guys i'm not telling you to trade them or anything i'm just gauging where we're at right here because these are big names that you could potentially make a move for either way so i would also check i want to see some more moves here uh with drew Brees. i love drew Brees. i don't think his numbers are going to be as high of course but i also don't necessarily want to get away from him and at the quarterback position in particular you don't really want to go one for one necessarily unless somebody gets hurt so i'll check with drew Brees as well um next up is cam newton currently qb 11 
only thrown for 275 plus yards twice and only three touchdowns once, but he has at least 29 rush yards per game. Mm. Yeah, I would fold. I, w- I wasn't I wasn't high on Cam this season, um, just because his his numbers have been regressing the past few seasons, especially with his uh, running numbers, his rushing numbers. Um, so yeah, if you can, I know quarterbacks are really hard to deal uh, because everybody seems to have one or two quarterbacks, and you can stream quarterbacks pretty easily as well. So so it's hard to get rid of quarterback to, and get anything in return. So if you could package. If you could package somebody with Cam Newton, I would go for it. Uh, I'll just go ahead and check with Cam. I mean, Cam Newton is is who we thought he was, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, thank you, Sky, for reminding me that we're on the ten year or it was a ten year anniversary of 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 that of that rant. That uh, twelve twelve year anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, that made me get all teary eyed. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Cam Newton. Yeah, he is. He's Cam Newton. He's a rock solid QB one. He's gonna he, even if in games when he doesn't throw for a ton or get a ton of touchdowns that way, he's gonna run. His floor is high because of that, um, and he's 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 the, kind of the same as he's always been, which I think is a reasonably value relative valuable relatively stable QB one. So he's just kind of a hold for me. Check, if you will. Fair enough. Um, I would fold Cam Newton. I I. I didn't want him. I would have folded before I even looked at my cards, to be honest, because I, I, I'm not uh, looking at Cam Newton at all. Um, I've been mentioning the the entire season that he doesn't throw much at all. He does have bigger gains because he has that running floor, but he hasn't been using it too much. I think this offense is just kind of changing a lot. Uh, McCaffrey's been fading out, um, and uh, Greg Olson is back, but kind of. I'm not really sure they know what they're doing there, so I think they're. You know, I would fold there for Cam Newton as well. And uh, Russell Wilson next, QB 16, of course, on the bye this week. But do you think he's going to have his normal second half that he's used to? He has not thrown for 300 yards at all this season, not once, and no more than 21 rushing yards per game. Daniel, why don't you start here? All in 100 percent. 100 percent. Look at their offense over the past few weeks. They're, they're, the efficiency of that offense has been absurd. And just in general, I think you want you need to look at the fact of Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson in the second half over the course of the last bunch of years. 2017, he scored 190.1 points from week nine through week 17. Nobody else scored even close to that last year. 2016, he was the number two quarterback in the second half of the season. It seems like that offense was, was all kinds of screwed up at the beginning of the year. They've started to click. Ed Dixon's going to be coming back. Um, and we have a proven history of a, of a, of a, of a, you know, solid quarterback. I'm definitely buying, or I'm, I'm, I'm all in on, on Russell Wilson. And that may be just a tick because I own him in both of my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> right or not, right or not. <laughs> so he's on a bye this week and then he's at Detroit. Uh, then uh, the chargers come to town week nine uh, they play the Rams week 10, they play Green Bay week 11, and they play Cam Newton week 12. Uh, so that's just his uh, his next month and a half there. Uh, for, for Wilson, I'm going to check and possibly fold. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you have Russell Wilson, you probably had to draft him sixth round or higher. Um, so it, it's, it's a little painful to have to sell low on a player like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would hang on to Russell Wilson. It, it's getting a little bit better, but um, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to get a lot of bit better. So so I'm going to check here and possibly fold in the near future. Yeah, I'll 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 
fold and fold and see another hand. I mean, I, I, I want to, <laughs> sorry, man. I mean, like, it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're six, seven weeks in here and I, I'm still kind of waiting for it. So I, I've made my case for Russell Wilson. I'll let it go here. I'm going to, I'm going to fold moving on, moving on to the running backs here. James White. James White. Current, Currently, the running <laughs> currently, <laughs> currently the running every back. time every time uh, when the Chiefs were playing the the Pats this last game every time James White got the ball I, I heard I heard that voice in my head James White <laughs> dude I love yeah, it. we should make a little we should make a little meme for the Instagram that'd be awesome um, yeah so James White currently the running back seven uh, basically do you believe in the longevity here with all these weapons no more than eight carries or 40, uh, 44 rushing yards on the ground in any game but he does average six point two receptions fifty three point eight receiving yards and uh, just over half a touchdown receiving per game yeah i'm gonna check on james white I, I i own james white in a random league and then i own sony michelle in our listener league um and i'm a little nervous about james white but i'm not too nervous um because because sony michelle he does have hands he can catch the ball so so who knows what will happen in the future he might get a little bit more and more snaps um but james white he's still i think he's still a solid flex he has been a, a solid uh, running back too so I'm getting a little bit nervous. I'm going to check and uh, maybe put him as a solid flex for now. Daniel, you have James White. What do you think? I'm, I'm all in on Jago. And actually, I wanted to not be all in on him because I was just like, there's no way he's going to keep this up. And maybe, you know, it's right. likely he's not going to keep putting, you know, 25-point games up over and over again. But, but I'm definitely all in on him overall because I just think if you look at the history of the New England Patriots – uh, look at the look at the guy these these kind of passing backs that have thrived in their system over the last bunch of years. Kevin Falk, Danny Woodhead, Shane Vereen, uh, now James White. So like, I think Tom Brady has always loved guys with this skill set. It's very clear that he that Brady and White have a lot of chemistry. He plays more. He's played more offensive snaps this year than any other running back on their roster. Um, I think yeah, I, I believe in Sony Michelle. I like him as the as a running back, but I think. James White's role is perennially safe. Um, yeah. and he's also incredibly uh, uh, um, seemingly injury, uh, non-injury prone. Um, yeah. Injury resistant, I guess you could say. We'll see. I mean, that can change in a heartbeat. But, uh, but just in general, especially with, with Jeremy Hill tearing his ACL, Rex Burkhead's done, um, I, I think White's role is safe. So I'm sticking with him. Sure enough. Um, I... Uh... I'll check. Um, I'll check. I've never seen James White get this much usage outside of a, a postseason game. So I'm very impressed with what he's doing. I love Sonny Michelle. Um, I'm not going to go all in on him just yet. And I'm certainly not going to fold his production at all. I mean, he's a top 10 running back right now, but um, at the same time, I would kind of just, you know, keep playing him in that flex position to see what happens here. If Sonny Michelle went down, uh, I don't know that James White would step into that every down role. So that kind of limits him, I think, a little bit. But I think right now he's the best kind of strictly pass-catching back in the league uh, right now at this moment. Uh, um, we have, uh, let's see, David Johnson next, uh, currently the running back 11. Uh, he was a top four pick for most drafts. So, of course, you know, the big three, Gurley, Lev, Zeke, of course, before all this uh, levy on garbage. Um, but it was some version of uh, David Johnson, Zeke, uh, Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley up at the top there. Um, he has no more than uh, 71 rushing yards in the game and uh, just seven receiving yards and 72 um, 
72 receiving yards and seven receptions over the last three games. Do you believe in the offense is basically what it comes down to? What do you think about David Johnson? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go all in on David Johnson. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know what the hell's going on over there, to be honest. I, I don't I, – the, <laughs> the fact that he's 10th in, in among backs in PPR points this year seems impossible given what is going on in Arizona and what is their, their team is currently constructed of. But, uh, but anyway, nevertheless, I think his upcoming schedule is worth noting. His next three games are against teams ranked 26th, 23rd, and 29th in running backs – uh, points allowed to running backs, um, friend, again, much friendly defenses later in the year as well, um, particularly during the fantasy playoffs. He gets the Lions and the Falcons in weeks 15, 16. Uh, so these are some, this is somebody you want to be firing up during the fantasy playoffs, assuming you're, you're in contention. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on David Johnson. I think he's going to start popping off here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a check to an all in on this one for sure. I like I said, I own him in our listener league, and so I was thinking about getting rid of him last week. But um, it's you know, what are you going to get back in return? It's he's a he's a running back who's always on the field. He's the only running back on that offense too. He's the only weapon on that offense anymore too. <laughs> um, so he he's the only dude on that offense. So it, it's bound to happen. Hopefully the Cardinals will figure it out and get him more involved. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I, I agree. My only, I'm all in as well on David Johnson. I'm actually trying to pick him up in a couple of leagues here to sit on him for the postseason runs. But the only thing I'm worried about is that those teams, something you got to think about is if, if those teams that have David Johnson or a Dalvin cook or Leonard Fournette or something, they're probably drowned, you know, um, I, I've seen one instance where the Le'Veon Bell owner is five and one still because they kind of planned for the worst case scenario and they did just fine. Anybody else that early on when you were drafting thought Lev was just going to miss a game or two and come back and whatever probably is sunk right now. So if those teams are like that, you need to go at them and say, Hey, I'll take David Johnson for two or three players, you know, like buy them at their like name price, because I think it's going to return value. Obviously you don't go crazy. You know, you don't want to give, you know, like Melvin Gordon for David Johnson or anything like that. But if you can get rid of uh, maybe this next guy, we're going to talk about Jordan Howard or something like that, or Alex Collins coming off of two touchdowns or something for David Johnson and people are fed up with him not getting the work, that would be an absolute steal in my opinion. So I also am, am all in on David Johnson if it's the right price. Uh, moving on here to uh, the last running back, Jordan Howard, who's been very frustrating right now in PPR leagues. He's the running back 38. Uh, he was a second round pick um, for most people. Some got him in that early third round. He's got over 15 carries just once in five games, which is not good for a quote-unquote bell cow running back. Um, Tariq Cohen has really taken over uh, that that backfield there, and I've got a bunch of other stats I can rattle through here, but for the, the sake of time, I'm going to save all that. I think we know the narrative with Jordan Howard coming into the league uh, or coming into this year. I think uh, Matt Nagy said that he was basically going to make him a pass-catching running back. He was working on pass-catching in the offseason, did pretty well. They just haven't been using him like that at all. Tariq Cohen has been crushing it. Um, they just haven't needed to use Jordan Howard. They're either getting blown out or blowing teams out and not using Jordan Howard when they're up a bunch to run out the clock. I don't know what's going on. He's healthy. Uh, he looks great when he does run. He's just not getting the carries. I am trying to fold Jordan Howard as hard as I can, and the leagues won't let me do it. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I, may, I may just have to. I may just have to, like you know, go to the fridge and get a brewski and have have the rest of the league kind of you know, kind of blind me out, you know, and you kind of miss a miss a hand. I might have them just have to blind me out with Jordan Howard because I'm really trying to get rid of him here, but it's just not working. Um, so I'm I'm definitely worried about Jordan Howard for sure. 
Have you considered accepting a bag of chips? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you know, if, if they're the right chips, but right. I, haven't, I haven't, I haven't even found, I haven't even found the right chips. Three D Doritos. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Daniel. I'll, I'll let you go ahead, and then I'll have, uh, I'll have a rant here. You can, you can go. Uh, you could probably have more equipped to to rant on Jordan Howard than I am, but yeah. I'm 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 folding all the way. Um, unlike David Johnson, first of all, Jordan Howard is just simply not as good as David Johnson. And unlike David Johnson, he Howard actually has competition, who has been abs- as as Skyler noted, has been flat out outplaying Howard. Tariq Cohen has been absolutely tearing up the world over the past two weeks. Um, and uh, uh, I think really all you can do is hope you can maybe sell his production from last year. Um, hopefully, get get a game where he maybe gets lucky and kind of bumps in a few uh, a touchdown or two and maybe you can try to get get a sort of a wide receiver two or three form or something somebody that you can settle in, in a flex spot um, whoever if you can get anybody like that uh, I think you've won because they're probably going to be more productive than Jordan Howard yeah the problem is he pulled a Kenyon Drake last week and fumbled on the goal line which yep. isn't going to get it done because when he gets his 10 carries and they put him in the goal line for one chance and he fumbles right. it like he's toast dude you know, it's just—he was actually having a decent. Week. He was averaging four point nine yards per carry last week, um, so he was doing okay. But then that fumble just completely screwed any momentum that he might have had. So he's got—he's got a lot of problems. Yeah, I'm folding on Howard as well. I'm trying to—I'm uh, trying to like package him together. I—I I re- I don't have. T- yeah, I, it, I don't know. I'm targeting uh, running backs um, like Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook who. You know, I'm just kind of hoping the owner is just sick of them being injured. And so I'm trying to package like Jordan Howard and by little pal. But unfortunately, you know, that's not a very sexy package at all. Um, so I'm trying to find the right package uh, and, and trying to trying to get rid of Howard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, extremely, extremely frustrating. So, okay, moving on. Uh, we got a couple left here. Uh, Adam Thielen is going to be the first receiver. I know this might be, might be ridiculous, but I just wanted to throw it out there in sometimes in leagues, you end up with straight up the best player and depending on how the rest you. So we were talking about our good buddy, Todd earlier, who also has uh, Michael Thomas. He also has Emmanuel Sanders. He also has good running backs. So it's one of those things where like he could sell, uh, or fold rather Adam Thielen for anybody in the league at this point, probably. Um, so does he want to do that? Do you want to get two or three running backs for Adam Thielen or something like that to a wide receiver needy team? Um, so just a, just a thought there. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't think this is a fold situation necessarily, but it's more of like a, would you even consider uh, moving, moving him on? And do you think he's going to be this hot as the number one receiver, I mean, really quickly, his stats are off the charts that you've been hearing, I'm sure, but he's number one in fantasy points by 15 points in PPR leagues. He has the most targets, most receptions, most yards um, in the league, and he's only two touchdowns behind uh, the top. So what do you think is going to happen when you get, when they get Dalvin Cook back here? Is that is that anything to worry about? I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook at all right now. I, I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen anything from him to tell me that he's healthy or effective or anything. And the bottom line is that Kirk Cousins is going to keep throwing the ball and he's going to be throwing the ball to Adam Thielen. Um, I am all, I, I, I've been flummoxed by Adam Thielen for a long time. I've been trying to figure out why he's good. The, the, the same type of athletic gifts as somebody like Julio Jones and El Beckham, Antonio Brown. But it's just like, he's, he has, 
just watching like tape of him, it's just like he has this understanding of sort of space and, and routes and angles that I, I just I don't think I've ever seen before, quite frankly. Um, and he just he he knows how to get open. He can rack up insane amounts of yards after the catch. So to answer your question, this is kind of the same thing I've been going through with Melvin Gordon. It's like would would I trade him for pretty much anything at this point? Right. Um, and I don't. I'm not so sure I would. I'm not so sure I would with either of these two. Um, unless the package was absolutely comically ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just – I can't imagine a deal being done for, for somebody like Thielen right now. He's just too – he's too good, and I don't see it slowing down. Yeah, if, if, I were, if I were in Todd's shoes and I had that many wide receivers, I would definitely and, – and, and what he's in second place too, so he, he's sitting comfortably. Um, so I would think about dealing Thielen or Michael Thomas um, – <clears throat> I, yeah, I think about dealing them away to to pick up some uh, running back depth and start planning for playoffs and for a championship for sure. Yep. Um, I think Thielen is a beast, and I think he's going to keep going all all season. I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook. It sounds like if if when he comes back, he's not even going to be like a workhorse either. He you know he can't handle that workhorse load yet. Um, so he he's he's not going to be in there full time, and he's going to be limited on touches. So I'm not worried about Dalvin cook. I'm not worried about anybody else on this offense. Um, Thielen is the real deal. And yeah, like I said, if you're stacked, start planning for the future, start playing for playoffs and, and maybe grab some running back depth. Yeah, fair enough. I, I agree there. Uh, moving on. Um, Mike Evans is another one uh, who was kind of tricky, man. He was absolutely on fire with Fitzmagic, and he has uh, slowed down the last game and a half with, Jameis, which I was really surprised on because he and Jameis have been on fire the last couple of years when they're both in sync here. So maybe it just is going to take a minute for Jameis to get back at him. But everybody else did really well. Like I mentioned earlier, he was, you know, 400 yards and four touchdowns for Jameis. But Mike Williams was not a part of that. So do we think that he's going to keep it up? He's right now the wide receiver 16. Um, he's obviously got the big play potential. But uh, do we think he's somebody that, I mean, would you go by? Uh, you know, would you go all in on Mike Evans? I think I would personally. Um, I think if you need a receiver, you can buy Mike Evans low right now. And if you can get out there and the Jameis Winston owner, you know, is, is open to it, or if maybe you picked him up off of waivers and you can team up some of those guys, I would look at going all in on Mike Evans personally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm all in. I, uh, I actually sent a trade offer to the Mike Evans owner, um, trying to trade for Mike, o, uh, Mike Evans um, and sending out Jameis Winston for him. <clears throat> it was it wasn't accepted, but um, uh, I, I could offer in a, um, another player and maybe put together a package there. So, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm all in on Mike Evans. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and I guess I'll check on Mike Evans and and check to to maybe just a tick towards the towards the folding. Not that I mean it seems a strong word for somebody with his level of talent. But I just I I'll, the thing is with Mike Evans over the past bunch of years is that he's been the pretty much the only game in town, uh, and and now they got weapons and Jameis Winston was spreading the ball around all over the place in his first game back and it's a one game sample size so I, you know I want to exercise caution sort of making that judgment but I'm not I don't think I'm I'm as all in on him as you guys I'll just go ahead and I guess leave it at a check for now I want to see what happens. As, James, as we get more games uh, with James Winston on his center. Cool. Fair enough. And the last receiver here I have is Golden Tate, who I did uh, fold this morning, as we know. But just in general, um, you know, he's he's 
kind of on fire, honestly. And I, I was a little, you know, I mean, Julio Jones is Julio Jones, so I went for it. But when he asked, basically, I asked Rob who he would need for Julio Jones, and he basically looked at my roster. I've got Antonio Brown and things, and he was like, I want Golden Tate and something else. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, and I, you know, anyway, so Golden Tate, uh, wide receiver 17. Um, can he basically remain the number one option in Detroit moving forward? Kenny Galladay currently is one spot behind him at wide receiver 18. Mm-hmm. I personally, I personally think Kenny, I've been saying this for quite a while. I personally think Kenny Galladay is the number one receiver on the team. Um, but Golden Tate just has a, a special skill set that he puts in the slot. Linebackers can't handle him. Cornerbacks generally don't get him because he's on, he's in inside safeties. Can't keep up with him if he gets up to him. So he's a target monster. Um, you know, I, I did, I did fold, Golden Tate. So I, I kind of, that's, that's my answer, I guess there. But if I were to do it again under different circumstances, I'd, I'd probably check at least uh, to see what's going to go on. But I, I would maybe sell them, you know, fold high as you can, which I think that I pulled off this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, right. I'll say though, I'll say, I'll say his, his schedule, um, his schedule looks really, really rough uh, down the stretch here. He's got Miami, Seattle, Minnesota, twice, Chicago, twice, um, and he's got uh, the Rams and Arizona and Buffalo down the stretch. So all of those have good linebacker cores and pretty, you know, above average defenses there. So again, um, yikes, I was a little bit worried about Golden Tate. So I'm glad I was able to make a move there. And thank, thank goodness Julio Jones hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Cause I'm ready for him to explode. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely with you. I'm, I'm, I'm full. I have Golden Tate in the listener league and at the risk of saying this to people who are actually listening. Uh, <laughs> be looking to do something with golden Tate because i kind of feel the same way i mean he just his track record says it all i mean he's never finished better than wide receiver 13 he's finished as a top 22 wide receiver only twice um uh he's consistent i will give him that much if he likes stability i mean you kind of know what he's yeah, gonna do as you said man for sure yeah, yeah for sure he's gonna he's gonna be in that slot he's gonna he's gonna make life annoying for linebackers he's gonna get a lot of receptions um but uh but especially with the rise of kenny galladay um, I, I would try to be selling high on, on Tate right now. I think you can potentially get a lot for him. Well, obviously, you can get a lot for him. Apparently, you can get Julio Jones for him. Uh, but uh, but uh, anyway, so, so yeah, I would be trying to. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fold high on Tate, um, <clears throat> excuse me, especially with uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin. And Marvin Jones hasn't even, you know, been involved yet in this offense. He so. will, dude, I'm telling you. Right. That's right. and that's so that's that is part of that is part of sorry to cut you off. That is part of why I was looking to move Golden Tate while he was still hot. Exactly. Because I, I I definitely I mean, dude, again, I watch all these highlights and things. Matthew Stafford for some reason and Marvin Jones have missed on like it feels like ten like fifty yard completions or a touchdown. And they've missed on like every single one of them this year. That's not going to happen all year when they get clicking, maybe after the bye this week, when they get on fire, dude, I think Marvin Jones is going to take off. Right. So yeah, we have Mar- yeah, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are kind of the young studs in that, in that offense and golden Tate. We were all expecting him to, uh, to regress a little bit since he is kind of the old wise man out of the three. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a solid dude. So, so he's, he's fine to, um, to, to slip in there as a wide receiver too. I have no idea how you got Julio Jones out of Colton Tate, um, but and, uh, and Sterling Shepard, who I know is not too much, but he he is able to put up yeah. you know points here and there. And I think again, 
Rob's team is struggling. He's one, four and one. He did have a tie. So he's one, four and one. So the biggest thing is Rob is saying, of course, Julio is Julio. We all know that. But Rob is thinking I can get two like 70% Julio Jones guys potentially to fill up my roster on a week's weekend, week out basis. You know what I mean? So it's different, man. You have to attack different teams during different trades, uh, you know, in particular ways there. So, um, okay. So we'll, we'll move on here. We got the tight ends and then we'll, we'll, uh, wrap this up here. So for the tight ends, Eric Ebron, my goodness, tight end number two. Um, he is, he is literally 0.7 points behind Travis Kelsey right now for the number two tight end count it. Um, will he stay relevant when uh, T Y and Doyle come back? I don't know. Not, I don't know what the situation anymore. I, yeah. I'm gonna go as, I'll just say hold to yep. see what the hell's going to happen. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, he's a tight end. Yeah, so this is important to, to remember is just that it's hard to really sell to really fold on any tight end who's producing right now because it's a weak position. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I would be holding him. I'd be interested to see. If, uh, first of all, the 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 Colts have been really cagey on any updates on Doyle. I don't know what when he's coming it's back. It's not looking good, dude. He's not it's looking good. Well, um, at least uh, if Ty Hilton, I don't think should cut into him that much. Um, so so I'm holding him if, if it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like Doyle's coming back anytime soon, so definitely don't, 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 don't fold um, on Ebron anytime soon. If it, if it sounds like Doyle's coming back, then yeah, I think that'll definitely take a cut into uh, into his catches and and his fantasy points for sure. So are you are you maybe predicting a bluff then? So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bluff all in for a couple of weeks, a couple more weeks. But yeah, obviously when Doyle gets back, uh, he he's not going to be able to sustain these numbers. Sure. Just really quick, uh, I, I I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna check as long as I can for Ebron. I've been playing him over uh, Trey Burton actually the last couple of weeks, and it's been working out. But you definitely wanna you wanna fold on these guys when you can as well, though. That's the problem. What I'm worried about is Ebron being on fire and all of a sudden like Doyle gets active, say Sunday morning randomly. And you're like, okay, Doyle goes out, has six catches, 80 yards and two touchdowns. And Ebron has five catches for 25 yards and no touchdowns. All of a sudden Ebron is completely deflated. And now everyone's like, oh, that's Eric Ebron. I don't want a part of him. And I, I worry that you're not gonna be able to fold at that point. So well, I think this is going to depend on, on what your team's like. Cause I think, have another viable tight end you have the luxury to do that but tight end has just been garbage this year in general sure so so i think if you if if you're weak on tight end i don't think you have any choice but to check um i will think that i do think that ebron might still have a kind of a red zone role even when doyle returns he may vulture touchdowns and Mm -hmm. still return some so so i i don't know we'll see i i'm i'm i given his position um unless you have a cushy tight end roster uh I'm going to go ahead and say check. Cool. Fair enough. Okay. And then uh, two more here, Austin Hoopa, uh, tight end number six. Um, can he basically maintain this explosion that he's had over the last two games, 18 catches for 148 yards and a touchdown. And he had just 12 catches for 125 combined combined uh, over the first four um, games. He plays the giants and then he has a buy. So what do you think? I mean, Matt Ryan has basically been playing like his 2016 self, and um, everybody gets a touchdown in this offense, except for Julio, of, co- of course. But uh, Hooper has been playing very well. And again, at the tight end position, um, I'm I. Uh, you know what? I would I would go all in on Hooper. 
I think I would. I think I, I think we've been waiting a couple of years for Hooper to do this. There's been a lot of talk in fantasy circles, but as with tight ends, it usually takes them a couple of years to get accustomed to the position as it's one of the most difficult positions in the entire NFL to learn because they're blocking, doing run schemes, passing routes, catching the ball, blah, blah, blah. So I think that uh, Hooper's the real deal, man, and he's in an incredible offense. There's so many weapons. Nobody can, like, you know, double team him or anything because there's too many other weapons. Uh, if you need a tight end, man, I um, I think I would do it. I think I would go all in on on uh, on Austin Hooper. I'm going to go ahead and 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 say the opposite. I'm going to go ahead and fold on Austin Hooper. Uh, I think he's he's been playing against teams who have have been literally some of the worst in at the, at, in the league at defending tight ends. Um, I don't think he's going to completely fall off the map, um, but I think I think the he was a lot of his role over the past couple of weeks has been sort of game plan oriented. Um, and I'm not sure that he's going to continue to do, do anything resembling what he's doing right now. So I, I think, again, I, I will re- reiterate that I'm hesitant on, on folding on any tight, any quality tight end. So, um, you know, I guess do so carefully, but I think the difference between what he's been doing and what I think he really truly is, is big enough where I would I would be willing to think about shipping him off for for a decent haul. Yeah, yeah, I I, I was thinking about being all in on him at first, but then I was looking at his schedule here, and it looks like uh, they're at the Giants this week, which isn't anything too tough. But then they're on a bye, and then he's at Washington and at Cleveland. Uh, Washington and Cleveland are two tough uh, defenses against tight ends, so. So yeah, it's 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 hard to go all in and trade for Austin Hooper, and then you're on a buy, and then at Washington and at Cleveland. So that, that's a that's a pretty tough tough three weeks there. Um, so yeah, if you need a if you need a tight end, I do like Austin Hooper. Uh, just don't don't overspend. Yeah, and it, I, I just think even though he's the tight end number six, I don't think that means a lot in fantasy as far as like total total points. Mm-hmm. So I think you could you could sell off a, a, a you know running back or receiver two or three who you're probably not going to start anyway for Austin Hooper. So just throwing that out there. Definitely don't want to overspend. That'll do it for the week. Remember to email us your start sit, keep trade cut questions to tckpod at gmail.com and DM and in Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow our IG stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week seven. And for Daniel Stancato and Ryan Curly Para, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.